When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. We have allowed ourselves to become so disconnected and ignorant about something that is as intimate as the food that we eat. Be prepared to grow your own for victory. God said I need somebody strong enough to clear trees and heave bales, yet gentle enough to yean lambs and wean pigs and tend the pink foamed pullets who will stop his mower for an hour to splint the broken leg of a meadowlark. So God made a farmer. Hello and welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. I'm your host, Harold Thornbrough, and glad you're joining me again on this episode. And today, uh, we're going to step away from the usual format we're going to do something a little different a little fun um today i want to i want to combine two of my passions it may surprise you to know that uh besides homesteading i have a passion and that passion is watching good movies and i know maybe that seems a little odd uh that a guy who's really into homesteading and being outside and working with the the animals and the garden and all that wants to sit inside and watch a movie but let me tell you, ever since I was a kid, I've always found inspiration in movies. I like I like to be entertained by movies. And I'm not a TV watcher. I don't I hate commercials. I can't hardly stand to watch anything on regular TV. But I'm telling you, once or twice a week, I generally sit down and watch a movie. And I, I it's one of my favorite things to do. So um I thought what I would do today, I thought I'd just talk about something I know a lot about, and that's movies. <laughs> I want to discuss 27 movies that I believe offer a little homesteading inspiration uh, to keep you ever pressing forward in your journey. Now, if, if you're not a movie watcher, maybe you don't even have a TV, you're some off-gridder says, I don't even watch movies. Why do I interest in this? Well, you know, this just isn't the episode for you. And we'll be back to our normal kind of show next week. But I thought this would be fun. And there's a lot of us that do enjoy movies, I think. So I thought we would talk about that today. Um, so I'm going to forego all the normal um episode uh, format there where I talk about things I'm doing on my homestead and whatnot. And we're just going to jump right into it. And I'm going to talk about 27 movies that I think will help uh, with homesteading inspiration. Uh, I probably could have made this a list of 100, but I stopped at 27 because I've seen a lot of movies in my life. Um, The first movie I want to talk about is called The Swiss Family Robinson. This movie was made in 1960. It's a Walt Disney movie. Uh, it's about a shipwrecked family building an island home. It's loosely based on the, the 1812 novel. Um, this movie inspires one to look at the positive in a situation and make the best of your situation. And they do. You know, they're a family of five. They, they're shipwrecked. And they make a life for themselves. And they also build a really cool treehouse in that movie. So if for no other reason, it's worth watching just for the treehouse. Now, the second, third, and fourth movie I want to talk about, it's actually a trilogy. It's The Adventures of the Wilderness Family, and there's three of them. The first one was released in 1975. And these movies are about the Robinson family. Uh, They decide to to make a drastic off-grid move into the Rocky Mountains uh, where they build a cabin. 
Uh, so if you want to watch some folks build a cabin, it's a really cool scene in there where they're building their cabin. And they live off the land. And they do this because of their daughter's health. I think she has asthma, if I remember right. It's been a while since I've seen it. Um, and they want to get her out of the city. So they go to the mountains. And uh, I think the inspiration this movie, uh, these movies offer is uh, courage uh, for one to step outside what's considered normal. And just do something radical, even if everyone else thinks you're crazy. And during the time of this movie, there was a lot of that going on. I mean, the late 60s, early 70s were considered, there was a time there called the Back to the Land movement. And there was a lot of folks doing that. And uh, I think we could do with a little of that now. You know, uh, this thing where we don't want to be just like everybody else. We need to step out and do our own thing, you know, and not be afraid to do that. So this movie may offer a little courage for that. Uh, The fifth movie I'll talk about is a movie called Still Mine, and it was uh, put out in 2012. Uh, it's based on the true story in Canada. I think I first, uh, I think I first seen this movie on Netflix. It may still be there. I'm not sure. Um, uh, it's uh, about a farmer who's in his 80s. <laughs> Him and his wife are in their 80s, and he decides he wants to build a new home for his dementia-stricken wife. Uh, he wants to do this by himself. He builds this home himself um, with really no help. And he has to battle the local authorities in order to do it. Um, This movie shows some of the ridiculousness of building laws and restrictions. But I think what it really does, it inspires one to never feel too old to accomplish something meaningful. Um, You know, just the other day I'm at work and there's a lady at work and she was talking about how she wished if she could live life over, she'd probably go to culinary school and become become a chef because she just loves to cook. And this woman's probably in her late 40s. And I said, well, it's never too late to do that. And she just giggled and said, oh, I'm too old for that. Well, I don't think she is. And I don't think anybody's too old to to homestead. And I think a movie like this where you got a guy in his 80s building a home and to watch him do it, it's pretty cool. It's it's just an inspiring movie. And I think it's one one worth uh, watching. Number six, The Man from Snowy River. Uh, This movie uh, was made in 1982. Uh, it's an Australian-based film starring Kirk Douglas. Uh, he plays two parts, two uh, twin brothers in the movie. Uh, it's about a young man who loses his father in a farm accident, and he tries to carve out his own existence in the world uh, by going down and working on a ranch uh, to establish himself on his own homestead. Uh, I think this one, too, has a message about age, only it's an opposite message. Uh, of the last one, I think this film shows that even a young person can accomplish great things through hard work and perseverance. Um, you know, he's a teenager and, um, but he's a man. I mean, he, he acts like a man. He works like a man. Uh, he works hard. And I think we just need to let this age thing not be a limitation on either end. If you're a young person, don't think you're too young to step out and be a homesteader because you don't know enough or you've not lived enough life yet. Um, there's a lot you can do. Yeah, uh, if you're determined to do it. Uh, number seven is actually the uh, sequel to that movie called Return to Snowy River. It was made in 1988. <laughs> I think a fascinating thing about this movie is it actually had three different titles. In the U.S., it was released by Walt Disney as Return to Snowy River. In Australia, it was The Man from Snowy River 2. And in the U.K., it was released as The Untamed. <laughs> I thought that was just kind of strange. Um, this movie, is it's a continuation of the first. Therefore, it has the same message. It has the same inspiring storyline. So I think it's one worth watching just because you watched the first one. Um, Number eight, a movie called Sarah Plain and Tall. Uh, This movie was made in 1991. It it stars Glenn Close and uh, Christopher Walken. 
It's based on the novel of the same name. Um, the movie's set around the turn of the century. It's about Jacob. He's a, he's a widowed farmer with two children. And what he does is he places an ad in a paper for a new wife. Um, the ad's answered by this uh, lady from Maine. And um, she writes a letter to him and describes herself as plain and tall. And then she ends up taking a trip to Jacob's farm to see if she can make a difference. And, uh, you know, this movie just gives us a good look at, uh, at prairie farm life and the hardships and, and the rewards of it. So I think it's a good movie worth watching. And I think it's got some homesteading inspiration in it as well. A number nine, uh, a movie called Dances with Wolves. Uh, probably heard of that one. It was pretty popular. It was, it came out in 1990. Um, this movie, uh, is starring and directed and produced by Kevin Costner. It's, it's a movie adaptation of the 1988 book. It tells the story of a Union off, uh, army lieutenant and he travels to the American frontier to find a military post. And, uh, and it also tells about his dealings with a group of Lakota Indians. Um, this movie gives us a good look into frontier life and, you know, uh, how, what it was like for the settlers and what it was like for the Indians at the time. So it's just a good movie. Uh, I enjoy it. Uh, number 10, uh, maybe one you've never heard of, or maybe forgotten about it. It came out in 1985. It's called Murphy's Romance. And I know the title, uh, maybe doesn't sound like it's a homesteading movie, but it, it's a movie that stars Sally Fields and James Garner. I like a lot of James Garner's movies and Sally Fields for that, for that matter. It's about a 33-year-old divorced mother who moves to r rural Arizona um, to make a living uh, by training and boarding horses. I think this movie gives us a, a realistic viewpoint of the struggles of life. I think the homesteading inspiration offered in this film you know, comes through seeing a woman who works hard to overcome hard times. And, and the willingness of folks in the town, uh, friends that she makes, to help her out. So, you know, it's, so it's a story about community. It's a story about hard work and overcoming struggles. So it's a, it's a good movie. I, I really like it. Um, number 11, Secondhand Lions. <laughs> this movie came out in 2003, and you can probably tell by my chuckle. It, it's a movie that <laughs> it's just kind of funny. Um, it tells the story of a young boy who's sent to live with his eccentric great uncles. And boy, are they. Um, played by Robert Duvall and Michael Caine. And they live on a farm in Texas. This one probably doesn't offer that much inspiration, but I guess I put it on the list because it's just an entertaining movie. Um, we get a good insight into the lives of some really bad farmers, and these guys are nuts. And uh, it, it's just it's a fun movie to watch it's called Secondhand Lions. It's one we're checking out, <laughs> even if I don't know if we're you're going to get a lot of homesteading inspiration out of it. Maybe it shouldn't have made the list. But it's a, they're on a farm, and they're really bad at it. <laughs> so it's kind of fun to watch. Um, number 12, a movie called Far and Away. Uh, came out in 1992. Uh, stars Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. And it tells the stories of Irish immigrants uh, seeking their fortune in 1890s America. Uh, they eventually take part in the land run of 1893. Now, this movie is just plagued with a view of tough times. Um and it's also, it shows a lot of pressing forward to overcome those tough times. And eventually they get a piece of land and they start a homestead. And, um, what this movie offered me more than anything was an appreciation for what I have and, and the inspiration to make the most out of it. So it's a serious movie and it's worth watching for that. It's a, it's a good movie. I, I really enjoy it. And it really just uh, paints a, a powerful picture of that time period in America. 
Uh, number 13, uh, The Way Back. This movie came out in 2010. It's based on the memoir of a former Polish prisoner of war who claimed to have escaped from a Soviet gulag and walked 4,000 miles to freedom in World War II. Um, in this movie, actually, four men uh, make the journey as they live off the land. Um, while it's not directly Homestead-related in any way, I think the inspiration that this movie offers to Homesteaders is a, is a message of determination and sheer will to never give up. I mean, just press forward until you reach your goals, which is something I think every homesteader uh, needs. You need to, to press forward and get through those hard times and reach your goals. So it's a good movie. I think it's inspiring in that way. Number 14 is another film that I, I think is similar to that one. It's called The Snow Walker. I don't even remember where I first saw this movie. It came out in 2003, but it was I remember it being one of those movies I didn't think was going to be very good by the title and the, the picture on the front of the, you know, you see a picture of it or something, I, the, the video store, you're like, yeah, I'll watch it, you know, give it a go. I don't look that good. turns out to be a really good movie. Um, it's a film about a Canadian bush pilot whose life has changed through an encounter with a young Inuit woman. And uh, it's about their challenge to survive the harsh, harsh conditions of the Northwest Territories uh, following an airplane crash. The young woman uh, teaches the pilot basically to live off the land and survive in a place where it's just not that easy to do, uh, for sure. They have to overcome what seems like some impossible um, circumstances. And uh, I think in it, the pilot appreci uh, learns to appreciate life so I think those are just some inspiring lessons uh, from this movie. Uh, number 15, a movie called The River. And it may be one you might have seen, but maybe forgot about. It was made in 1984, and it stars Mel Gibson and Sissy Spacek. Um, this film tells the story of a struggling farm family in the Tennessee Valley um, trying, to keep its form, uh, trying to keep its farm from going under in the face of bank foreclosures and floods. Now the father in this movie, played by Gibson, he 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 uh, has the dilemma of having to work uh, as a strike breaker in a steel mill to keep his family to keep from losing the family farm. It's actually based on a true story of farmers in that area, and they actually unwillingly took jobs as strike breakers at a steel mill after their crops were destroyed by rain. This movie, like some of the others, uh, is is. Uh, about tough times and uh, perseverance through those tough times. So I think that's the inspirational theme in it. It's a good movie. I, I haven't seen it for probably 25 or more years, but I remember it, and it's just a good movie. Uh, number 16, uh, <laughs> this is a classic. It's called Shane. It was made in 1953. It stars Alan Ladd uh, as Shane, and he's a skilled gunfighter who has a mysterious past. He rides into the valley uh, in the Wyoming Territory. He gets to know these uh, this homesteading couple. They have a young boy. He ends up taking a job with them. And uh, it turns out they're being harassed by a, one of the local cattle barons who wants to try to run them off the land because, you know, they're not very happy about the, um, the homestead acts that's moving all these homesteaders in. And, you know, so he basically helps them to rid themselves of the cattle baron that's trying to, to cause them a lot of trouble. Um, I think what a film like this will do is make you realize that when you're complaining about the local ordinances, that's keeping you from doing everything you want to do. Uh, they're really nothing compared to what the original homesteaders had to face. We always talk about how th bad things are now. Well, bad things were pretty bad then too. You know, they had to face a lot of things that we don't have to face a lot of pressures that we just don't have. 
Um, they had to overcome a lot of things. So, and I think it gives you a look at that. So it's a, it's a movie worth watching. It's one of my favorites. I remember, uh, I had never seen it before and I, I worked with a guy and he was telling me about it. He's like, I can't believe you've never seen it. He goes, I've got it. I got it on VHS tape. And this was years ago, right? He says, I'll bring it over after work and we'll watch it. So he came over to the house and we watched it and I really liked it. And he was ate up with it, but it, it is a good movie. It's a really good movie. Uh, number 17, this one's going to probably surprise you a little bit. It's a movie from 2015. It's called The Martian. <laughs> and yes, I know it's a sci-fi space movie, right? But nonetheless, this movie is about an astronaut uh, played by Matt Damon. And he's mistakenly presumed dead and left behind on Mars. Now, this film paints an amazing picture of overcoming an absolutely impossible situation. And he does it through sheer determination and a little bit of gardening knowledge. <laughs> That's why this movie makes the list. Uh, you think homesteading is hard where you're at. Just compare it to his situation. And you're going to feel a lot better about your situation. Okay, This man has to homestead on Mars. <laughs> and, and stay alive till they can get back to get him. So it's a good movie. I, it's one of my favorite movies. It really is. Uh, check it out if you've never seen it. Uh, number 18 is similar. It's a movie called Passengers. And it was made in 2016, and it's also another sci-fi space movie. And uh, this movie is about two people who are awakened uh, about 90 years too soon from an induced hibernation on a spaceship bound for a new planet. So get this, you know, they're, they're you know, I don't know, I can't remember what the time span was, 120 years or something like that it was going to take them to get to this planet. Of course, they have to be in this induced hibernation or nobody would live long enough to make it, right? Well, they woke up 90 years too soon. So in other words, they're going to be dead before they get there. Um, and what really struck, uh, struck me about this movie is how these two at first are faced with the reality that they're not going to live long enough to see their dreams fulfilled. But they come to realize through a lot of other things that are going on in the movie, but I feel like this is really the main point of the movie is that they can fulfill their dreams right there on this ship. In other words, his goal may also mainly was to, he wanted to build his own place, his own homestead on this new planet. Well, he does that on the spaceship. So, um, he builds his dream homestead, their dream homestead right there. And, uh, and I think the message and inspiration for me in this movie is that you can homestead right where you are, even if it isn't everything you dreamed of, because that's what they do. And uh, I've told that to so many people. So many people I talk to talk about how they want 20 acres out in the country and, and, and they're not doing anything where they're at. And they got a city lot with a small backyard and they think that they can't do anything there. And I'm like, you, you can do so much right where you're at. Get started. And I think this movie inspires in that way a little bit. So it's worth watching. It's a good movie. Uh, number 19, one of my all-time favorite movies, Jeremiah Johnson made in 1972, and it is. It's one of my absolute favorites. This movie stars Robert Redford, who plays a Mexican war veteran, and he takes up the life of a mountain man. Now, he's very inexperienced, so he gets some help from other uh, another mountain man at one point in the movie because he's probably about ready to starve to death. But he, he basically supports himself in the Rocky Mountains as a trapper. And I think this film offers an inspiring view of a man living off the land. You see him build his own cabin. He faces a lot of really serious hardships, but he makes it. And uh, it's just a good movie. It's one of my all-time favorites. It really is. Uh, number 20, Where the Red Fern Grows. 
Uh, this movie was made in 1974. It's a movie based on a 1961 novel of the same name. It's about a 12-year-old boy, and he's obsessed with coon dogs and coon hunting, but he don't have any dogs. Uh, and good dogs cost money, and his family can't afford one. Uh, so he works multiple jobs to afford to buy two dogs, um, which they become the best hunting dogs around. And now I'm not going to kill this movie for you. I'm not going to spoil it. Uh, but this movie has a really sad twist, but I find it really inspiring nonetheless. I mean, it's, it's, it's a realistic look at homestead life. And, and this boy is a, is a trooper. I mean, he's a hard worker and, and he loves his dogs and, 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 it's just a good movie. If you've never seen it, check it out, Where the Red Fern Grows. And number 21. Now, this might be a movie you've never heard of because it I don't think it was a real popular movie for some reason, and it's called Morning Glory. It was made in 1993. The movie stars Christopher Reeve, and it takes place during the Great Depression. And, and Reeve plays a hardworking and resourceful ex-convict who answers an ad from a woman looking for a husband to tend her farm and look, af and look after her children after her husband has died. Um, I think this film paints a, a picture of the struggles of the Depression and exactly what it took to overcome it. Um, and I think that's inspiring in and of itself. I, I think there's so much to learn from that era, that Depression era. And, uh, so I, I just think there's a, there's scenes in there where he's, uh, he, you know, he's, he's got a little a bee operation. He's got some beehives and he's doing a little bee operation and he's just doing a lot of hard work on the farm. And it's got other, it's got other uh, plots in it as well. I mean, it's, there's a murder, uh, plot in there. There's a, you know, there, there's just some other things going on that makes it just a great movie. I think it's just a, a really good movie and one worth checking out. Um, number 22, uh, this is a movie that I think every single homesteader needs to watch if you can find it it's called the egg and i and it was made in 1947 and it, it's a fun movie uh, it tells the story of a newly married couple who moved to a rundown chicken farm and take on the struggles of the homesteading life and it, it's it's a comedy it's got some serious things in it too but it's a fun movie with a lot of twists and i really do i think it's one every homesteader should watch if nothing else for the laugh and it's got a lot of scenes in there i mean they have to basically renovate this entire farm they have to just turning it into a farm again you know and and just the realities and and the humor of homestead life so i think it's one you'd really enjoy so try to find it if you can it's called the egg and die as made in 1947 just an absolute fun movie to watch I, at one point it was on turner classic movies and i think that's where i saw it the first time but good movie uh, number 23, a movie uh, called North to Alaska, one you've probably seen. It was made in 1960, and it's a, Jan it's a John Wayne classic. It takes place in Nome, Alaska in 1901 during the gold rush, and it's another fun movie. It's actually a bit of a comedy, a John Wayne comedy, believe it or not, uh, with scenes of the homesteading life throughout it. Um, and what he does, he goes to the city to get some supplies and to pick up a wife for his buddy, <laughs> And uh, he ends up falling in love with her. It, it's it's a fun movie. It's it's and it's got a lot of great scenes of the homesteading life in it. So it's just a fun movie to watch. Uh, number twenty four. <laughs> this one's kind of it's a fun movie too, but it's interesting. It's called Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. It was made in nineteen fifty four. It's a really funny movie, but it's also a very uh, politically incorrect movie for today. It's a musical uh, movie. Uh, it's got scenes of barn raisings, a lot of home cooking, a lot of firewood chopping, a lot of singing, out of place singing. It's a little goofy, 
Um, I, but I think it's going to come off a little offensive to probably a lot of women, <laughs> but it's also a very comical look at Oregon, uh, pioneer life. So, I mean, it, there's nothing really serious in the movie, but they do some, you know, bad things like they kidnap some women <laughs> that they want to make their wives very bad, you know, but it, it's, there's a funny twist to all of it. So it's kind of, it's kind of comical, but it's, you know, I don't even know why I put it in the list as inspiring other than it just gives you a lot of views of the pioneer life and some struggles of it. And the barn right raising is kind of cool in it. So, uh, there you go. The seven brides for seven brothers. Um, number 25, a movie called the postman, uh, made in 1997. This movie is set in a post apocalyptic version of the United States in the then near future of year 2013, uh, 15 years supposed to have been 15 years after an unspecified apocalyptic event that left a huge impact on human civilization. And it's erased most technology from the world. And uh, Costner plays in a nomadic drifter and he stumbled across the uniform of an old, uh, United States postal service mail carrier. And he unwittingly inspires hope through an empty promise of a restored United States of America. And I think what this movie really does is inspires or it displays rather the power and need of community because he, of course he's playing this postman, right? So he actually starts picking up mail from one community and taking it to another community. He's not a real postman, but he's trying to, but they usually feed him and do whatever. So it's basically his way of making a living. But, unwittingly, like I said, he starts building community between these other settlements and well, they actually start coming together and there's a unity because of it. And it does start to restore the United States of America because of this community and this, you know, this unity. Um, so I find it inspiring for homesteaders and that, that I think that's something that's important for us to inspire community and, and friendships with our neighbors and in our, in our towns and even on the internet with other communities for people outside of that, just other homesteading communities. Um, I think it's important. I think it, it, it helps us, um, in so many ways. And so I think it's just, this movie displays that really well, how important community is. Um, good movie. If you've never seen it, you probably have, I think it, it was a popular movie at the time. Uh, good, good stuff to watch. Uh, number 26, a movie called Places in the Heart that came out in 1984. It's another Depression-era movie starring Sally Fields as a woman with two children. Uh, she loses her husband, and she has to make ends meet on the family farm. And like some of the other films, uh, this one also inspires uh, through uh, uh, inspires perseverance in times of struggle. And it, you know, it's got a lot of storyline to it, other plots in it, a lot of things going on, but it gives you a really good look at that Depression you know, era and um, what it took to get through that. And uh, it, it's a good movie. It's a really good movie if you've never seen it. And and I think it's it's one that will inspire a homesteader. Um, number 27, and the last one, is a movie called O Pioneers. It was it came out in 1992. I think it was originally a, a Hallmark movie. Um, don't ask me how I know that. Oh, I know because my wife watches Hallmark Channel all the time. <laughs> um, this film uh, stars Jessica Lange, and it centers around a family of Swedish immigrants in Nebraska around the turn of the 20th century. The family, the family's father dies and leaves the family farm to his daughter. And uh, she does her best to make the farm work when a whole bunch of the other settlers 
are giving up and leaving because it's just so hard to farm there. And um, they give it a go, and she ends up building a it becoming a huge farm in the area. And it, of course, this movie's got other plots. It's there's some there's murder in it. There's love stories in it. A lot of stuff going on in it as well. It's a good movie though, and it does paint a, a neat picture of the struggles of of farm life uh, in that time period. So it's one worth watching as well. So there you have it. 27 movies for homesteading inspiration. So I hope you enjoyed that list. I hope you'll go check out some of those movies and, um, and, uh, enjoy them when you have time. I'm not saying that we should just sit down and watch TV all the time. We all have a lot to do, but it is winter time. And in the winter time, we tend to have a little more time to watch a movie here and there. And, uh, I find it's just a great, a great thing to do. You know, we bought a, um, a couple of years ago, I bought a a big 12-foot movie screen, <laughs> blow-up movie screen that we set out in the backyard right in the middle of the garden, kind of between the garden and the greenhouse. And uh, we set up some lawn chairs and grabbed some blankets, and I have an outdoor projector, and we'll have like movie nights, and we'll invite some neighbors over. And you talk about building community, we'll come over and have movie night right there in the garden. And that's a lot of fun, and I, I've always enjoyed movies, and I enjoy doing that, and it, it does seem to to bring communities together. And it's always been a, a favorite pastime of our family to sit around and enjoy a movie. So hope you enjoy that list. If again, if this wasn't something that you're into, that's fine. We'll be back to our regular kind of shows next week. And I hope you'll enjoy that. But I did also want to tell you that, uh, you know, I always mention how you can, how, how this podcast is made possible. And of course, those who use our Amazon links, uh, we always um, appreciate folks that do that because, you know, it, we get a little kickback from that and it helps us to to uh, bring in a little bit to help uh, pay for the website and the hosting and all those kind of things. We are also encouraged by those who leave iTunes reviews or reviews wherever they listen uh, to the podcast. But I also wanted to tell you about our Homestead Forum membership community. Now, I've been talking the last couple of weeks about this and how it's been coming. And the official launch date for that is February 1st. And no doubt about it. There there will be a lot more in there on February first, but I also want to tell you you can go ahead and join now if you wanted to. If you'll go to smalltownhomestead.com and in the menu you'll see a, a tab for members. Click on members; it'll take you to the Homestead Forum community page. When you're in there, you can join. Um, I'll, I'm not a great salesman. I'm not trying to sell you on anything. I know what my strengths are, and I know what I don't. What I'm not gifted at, and selling things is not what I'm gifted at. Uh, but I'm, so I'm not here to sell you anything, but I am here to tell you that you will help us keep this podcast going and we're going to offer you quite a bit there. You're going to get an extra podcast every week. There's videos to watch. There's discounts for homesteading related products. And there's going to be a lot more after the first, but as of right now, there is some things in there that you could take advantage of. So if you're interested in supporting this podcast and being a part of things, being a bigger part of things, go check out our homestead forum, uh, membership community. And I'd love to have you in there. And uh, it's just my way of giving back for those who want to um, help us keep this podcast going and getting better. Uh, it's not an expensive membership. We're not asking for a lot of money. It's $29 a year or $2.99 if you want to pay monthly. And um, I feel like you get quite an extra bit for that. So basically, for buying me a couple extra cups of coffee, you're going to get you know a few extra podcasts a month, videos, discounts to other homestead related products and whatever else we can put in there. There's some PDFs downloads in there. There's eBooks. There's a lot of stuff in there and there's going to be a lot more in the future. So it's just going to be, it's going to be the main focus of what we do at the website and such from here on out. So hope you'll go be a part of that community and I hope to see you in there. Uh, it is new. It is, uh, 
kind of in a test phase. So if you have any troubles signing up or have any questions about something that ain't working right, please send me an email to sthomestead at gmail.com and we'll get that uh, resolved very quickly. Uh, also, remember, our, if you're not a member of our Homestead Front Porch Facebook group, we always love having you in there. That is a great community there. And uh, it's a closed group, but all you have to do to join is ask and then answer a couple a yes to a couple questions, and we'll get you right in there. And um, hope to see you in there. And uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Like I said, it's not the usual format for this show, but I think it's fun, and, and it combines a couple of my passions. So if you could tell, I really enjoy movies, and I hope you picked up on that as I was talking about them. Until next time, happy homesteading, and God bless. Thanks for listening. To see the show notes for this podcast or listen to other podcast episodes, go to smalltownhomestead.com. There you can also read our blog, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, and take advantage of the many resources we make available to help you along in your homesteading journey. Please share this podcast and help us to carry out our mission of helping others to homestead today for a better tomorrow. Tomorrow.